Welcome to the R3 Ministry Network podcast. We're so honored to have you with us today. We're also honored to have with us a special time with uh, missionary Dan Bergman. Now, Dan's going to tell you about a different approach to missions and how he goes about getting the gospel out. I think you're going to be very interested in that. So I won't say a lot more. Let me introduce Dan. Dan, glad to have you with us today. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. Dan, I met you just a few weeks ago. I had heard you on another podcast, and I was very intrigued by your approach to spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I said that this would be something the audience really would like to hear and absolutely just get a little more information about. So why don't you do this for us, Dan? Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your overall thing with your family, and then we'll get into what you're doing as far as ministry. Sure, sure. So my name is Dan Bergman. Um, I grew up in a church going home, even though my dad was Jewish. So my dad was Jewish. My mom was a believer. And he said, you can raise the kids however you want. Just leave me alone. And so um, I grew up thinking that I was a Christian just because my mom was one, because I called myself one. And I got saved as a teenager, as a 15-year-old boy, and immediately got burdened for my dad. And for his need of salvation, I realized he's Jewish. What does that mean? And then I saw uh, the Jewish context in the New Testament, just all over the place, you know, the Jewish people here, Jewish people there, the promised Messiah. And so God called me into Jewish ministry, and uh, that was as a teenager. And so we served with the Jewish Mission Board, Jewish Awareness Ministries, for the last 10 years. Um, my wife and I, we met at Pensacola Christian College and uh, graduated together, and we have three kids. We were living in Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I'm from. Uh, when we first started serving with Jewish Awareness Ministries, and then we moved down to North Carolina, where the ministry headquarters is, uh, to work out of the ministry headquarters there. And we did that in 2015. And then this whole digital evangelism thing just started happening uh, around the beginning, middle of 2020. And uh, we felt like God was directing us that way. But uh, yes, yeah, so my wife and I, three kids, cat and a dog, and uh, we're blessed to be able to do what the Lord wants us to do. Uh, even from where we are. And it's it's an amazing opportunity. Amen. You had a full household then, lots of activity. If you got three kids and a couple of dogs and a cat, that's one time. Now, you know, I heard you say the middle of 2020. So really, uh, COVID forced us into a lot of things that, um, you know, in some sense has ended up being uh, a bit favorable, if you want to use that word. I don't know if that's the best word to use, but it has put us to look for things and look at things differently. And uh, mm -hmm. that seems like that's what's happened with your ministry. I uh, I uh, am intrigued that you had a burden for your dad, who's who was Jewish. Is is he still uh, a non-Christian, non-believer, or is that something that has impacted his life? He actually he actually got saved about two years ago. Oh, that's and awesome. So after about twenty years of of witnessing to him and praying for him, and so don't mm -hmm. give up if you have an unsaved relative, and uh, God can still, as a sixty-six year old Jewish man, he accepts the Lord as his Messiah. So uh, that's that's worth rejoicing in right there by itself. That's great news. And, and mom and dad are still living in Cleveland area. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Terrific. Uh, thanks for letting me take that sidebar on that. I'm I'm very glad. Oh, to sure. Hear that. Glad, very glad to hear that news. Absolutely. So, middle of two, 2020, you're in you in Jewish missions, but uh, yeah. you know everything shut down. COVID, you know, changes the world there, and uh, you go into more of an online. Is that you just kind of mm -hmm. kind of flowed into that, or was that something already on your mind to do? Well, it was it was interesting. So over the course of time at Jewish Awareness Ministries, I have an, I have an art background. And so I'm very audio, visual, graphic design oriented. Okay. And I eventually end up becoming the digital ministries director there at Jewish Awareness Ministries. 
And a lot of the things that became my responsibilities were kind of preparing the way for what I'm doing now. You know, the Lord ordered my steps, I, I believe very strongly, um, but it wasn't so much evangelism focused. There was evangelism, but a lot of what I was doing was um, toward a Christian audience of edification, education. Uh, there was evangelism, but it wasn't the main thing that I was doing. And uh, so at the beginning of 2020 in January, really before COVID even really hit our shores, um, I heard of a friend on Facebook who posted a, an idea about using TikTok to share the gospel. But he had a friend who shared the gospel with TikTok. And I'm thinking, what in the world even is TikTok? <laughs> and so I decided to give it a try. And uh, in the beginning of 2020, I, I made a TikTok account, made my very first video. And uh, God put me in a position, I believe, to reach a large amount of people even before COVID started, because that's where things were going to head, even though I didn't expect that or anticipate that. I didn't even anticipate this becoming a thing. It was just kind of a something I was dabbling in on the side and and and, yeah. and God opened the door. Amen. I could identify with much of what you just said in my own life. So is TikTok, is that your main platform uh, uh, primarily? Yes. Okay. So, so, so TikTok and Instagram. Okay. Those two um, mainly, yes, and there th there's similarities and differences between the two. Uh -huh. They they overlap in some areas, uh, and also YouTube. I use those three in in, in kind of different ways, um, but they both kind of uh, they all kind of come together uh, in my methods. Okay, uh, help me out a little bit on that because I want to uh, ask the right questions with this. If I understand correctly, TikTok is going to be a bit for a younger audience overall. Uh, Instagram, yes. uh, mostly a younger audience, but maybe a little bit older group than TikTok. Mm -hmm. And then YouTube is, uh, you know, that's across the board. So is, is that Just kind everybody. of what, yeah, is that kind of what you're finding as far as your viewers and connectors? Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of the people that I'm reaching, you know, they may be 10, 11, 12 years old. They may be 16, 17, 18, um, early 20s, you know, people in their 30s are on Instagram and everybody's on YouTube. And so um, it's, it's an interesting demographic, but yes, that's, that's pretty much you, you nailed it. Okay. You don't, I'm going to take it. You don't do anything with clubhouse or, or anything along those, uh, platforms at this stage of the process. Yes. Uh, those mm -hmm. three, um, TikTok is the one that generates the most interaction. Um, I've done a little bit on Facebook, but, um, really the, the, the way that TikTok is structured it, it 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 generates by far the most interaction and viewership. Oh, terrific. Well, we're going to have some uh, connections, some links, and those kind of things uh, as part of this podcast, so uh, listeners can click on those links and take them right to some of your videos and some of the things you've done. I've seen some of those; are fascinating, and I can see where people are intrigued by it. Uh, tell us a little bit about now your your TikTok. Is that um, your audience around the world, or are they focused in any specific areas? What, what are you discovering that way? Um, absolutely. So it it is worldwide. Just because my videos are in English, I generate more viewership from English speaking audiences. But mm -hmm. some of that may be South Africa, some of that may be England. Um, I've had viewership in India. I've had viewership from people that don't even speak English, and I have to translate. <laughs> You know, I have to translate their comments, but the way that TikTok works, that's really interesting. I don't know if you want me to get into this now, as far as how those work and why it is such an amazing. Yeah, you can give uh, a snippet of it. You can give a snippet, and then uh, if the listeners want to follow up more, they can they can contact you from there. Okay, so the way that TikTok works is if you post a video, which has to be right now, it's three minutes or less. It used to be one minute or less. 
but they'll push it out to a random group of people. And if those random group of people interact with it, even if it's negative comments, you know, hateful things, that's counted as interaction. And the powers that be, the computer system that runs everything says, hey, this video needs to be seen by more people because it's generating interaction. And then it can snowball and go viral and, and just be seen by really millions of people. Wow. So so really, TikTok is interested in activity. It doesn't matter if it's positive, negative, or indifferent. As long as they're getting some activity on their platform, then they're going to push yes. it out. You get you get greater exposure. Give us some stats on, on some of the things most recently that you've discovered from uh, TikTok, I guess, is your main user. Oh, wow. So I did a video at the end of May. And it's had 2.8 million views. The one, the one video. Incredible. Yeah. And so I did a video that I posted yesterday about uh, somebody asked a question. If I'm Catholic, can I go to heaven? And so I answered that question with a video. It's like a minute and a half long, almost two minutes long. And I give the gospel and that video has had over 20,000 views. And that was just yesterday uh, that I posted that. And so we've, We've been seeing people message us um, just overwhelmingly asking questions about how they can be saved because they saw the video and it, and it generated a curiosity and wanting to know more about Jesus and, and how they can be saved. And so we follow up with those things and the Lord allows us to, to lead them to Christ. Yeah. yeah tell me how you do that, because, uh, you know, two million views. I think I heard when, when we first met, you told me about another one. You had four million views. Those numbers are astonishing. And oh. uh I think I hear Dan is the 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 one man show here. Are you having to respond to all the? Are, are you getting a lot of re, you know requests or if yes. so? How so, do you respond to that? Absolutely. So my, my my wife is an absolute just she's an asset to our process because she handles now a lot of the correspondence and follow up mm-hmm. from people. Um, we've received in the last couple of weeks, in the last month, probably over three hundred messages. Wow. Now, some of those are just people sharing videos and stupid stuff. Um, but some of them are people asking about self. Most of them, more than half of them are people asking, I'm not sure if I can, if I'm going to go to heaven when I die. How, how, how can I know? How can I, you know, or, or I, I saw your video. I want to know more about, about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had messages from Mormons, um, from, from Muslims, uh, from Catholics asking us, where does the truth lie? And so um, because our videos, at the end of our videos, most of them, I'll prompt the viewer to message me if they want to know more. Then that puts the ball in their court, so to speak, as far as them reaching out to us. And we know that they're serious. And then we can, in a one-on-one basis and private messages on Instagram or TikTok, um, follow through with sharing the gospel with them in, in its totality and uh, really giving them an invitation to trust Christ if they would like to. And we've had numerous professions of faith, um, even just in the last week. Um, oh, wow. And we try and follow up with them to get them plugged into a good uh, Bible-believing church in their area. Yeah, my next question. So what happens? Somebody, you know, you uh, interact with them uh, virtually or online. How mm-hmm. Uh, how do they take that next step? I mean, are you plugged in with churches around the world that for the mo- not everywhere, but for the most part, you can get them to a local church that can help disciple them? Yes. So there's a couple of different things that we do. If somebody makes a profession of faith, just like physical door to door, you can't know 100 percent if that person is sure. genuine, if they really did get saved. It's the same thing with digital ministry. So we try and ascertain as best we can if that person really did just trust Christ. And then we just have to take their word for it. 
Um, we never tell them, you know, you're saved now. Um, I don't want to give false assurance to anybody, but if they seem like they genuinely trusted Christ as their savior, mm-hmm. we will share with them a website that we created called new to jesus.com. It's new, the number two jesus.com. Mm-hmm. And that's a follow-up website, giving them first steps as a new believer. And I also say in that same message that I send them with that link, if you would like, I would love to recommend a good church in your area or your city. If you would like to let me know uh, what city you're near um, because of the um, difficulty with anonymous young people trying to ascertain where they are to send them a good church. And, you know, I'm a 37 year old white guy with the shaved yeah, head, you right, know, I want right. to be careful. Absolutely. And so I will just simply put the ball in their court again. If you would like, I would love to recommend for you a church near your city. And so I'm not asking for their address. I'm not even asking for their real name. Um, but if they tell me uh, that I, I, I live in such and such Indiana, then I have a couple of different resources, a couple of different Facebook groups that I'm members of that I can put out the feelers uh, to these pastors and missionaries and evangelists and ask, does anybody know of a good church in, in, in such and such area? And so then I will take those recommendations and, uh, and, and share with that person the church that I believe would be the best one for them to, or, or a couple of options in their area, if that's the case. Now, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Sponsors for this episode, I'd like to share with you someone that has greatly helped our ministry right from the very beginning, and that is Soul Narrative Studios. Soul Narrative Studios is a faith-based, family-owned photo and videography business, and if you're seeking assistance with camera or editing work, Reach out to them on Facebook at Soul Narrative Studios or on their website at www.soulnarrativestudios.com. Check them out today. Pastor, you were called to be a pastor, not to sweat the administrative stuff. Let's face it, dealing with tracking the church's financial transactions can be very draining. And it can get in the way of loving people and changing lives, which is why you decided to go into the ministry in the first place, right? In steps Bryce's Bookkeeping Solutions. Bryce's Bookkeeping Solutions helps pastors focus on the critical work of the ministry by providing a done-for-you bookkeeping service so that you can regain at least 10 hours a week for yourself and for your congregation and your family. Check them out today on Facebook at Bryce's Bookkeeping Solutions. You'll be glad you did. Terrific. So, and and that I can see where that could work fairly well for you in the U.S. What, what about India? I mean, are you having sure decent responses from from other countries like that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, it's really neat with these these networks that I'm uh, a part of, which are which are mostly independent Baptist circles, mm-hmm. and they can um, recommend to me a missionary. Like there was a guy in Italy, a missionary in Italy that I got in touch with. Um, and, and if, if that person, that missionary in that foreign land does not have a church near that individual that trusted Christ, they oftentimes know of somebody that does. Now, one thing that's just been a huge eye opener to me and a huge burden is when they say, Dan, there's nothing, there's nothing in that person's area at all, not even remotely. And it makes me realize that church planting worldwide church planting is a huge need. Uh, because mm-hmm. there's people that are getting saved and there's like no church within hours and hours uh, uh, of them uh, that, that I would feel uh, good enough to recommend. 
Um, and that's just not, that's not just saying that that needs to be a specific perfect church that I'm looking for. It's like, there's no churches in that area right. at all. Great. So and that's so a so shout out either. to all those that are praying about where they, God would have them serve as a missionary, or it's a shout out to all those mission boards that are listening that say, Hey, yes. we need to get a missionary to that particular region. And they can contact Dan. He can tell you about all those, uh, open spots. And there's many of them around the world that need a good Bible believing gospel preaching church. Uh, those are exciting things. I, I'm almost overwhelmed with the, the number of interactions, 2 million, 4 million, and that's happening on a regular basis. And uh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're taking them, if someone accepts Christ, and you're taking them to a, a, a link that will help them in the next steps, like, you know, prayer and getting, hopefully getting a Bible in their language. And Yeah, I talk about Bible. I talk, I give them a resource where they can download a Bible on their phone for free. Um, and also talk about baptism, local church, uh, and uh, sharing their faith, and, and not getting sidetracked by by Satan. So just Terrific. a couple of key things, and then I and then I also leave the lines of communication open for any mm -hmm. questions that they might have or anything uh, of that sort. Great. Tell us, uh, tell us this, Dan. How how's the ministry supported, and then how are you being received uh, across the land, so to speak, uh, with this particular sure. uh, unique ministry? Sure. Okay. So when we first started with Jewish Awareness Ministries, we became uh, supported solely by churches and individuals. You know, we're supported uh, just like a missionary with a mission board. And so when we made the transition to full-time digital evangelism, leaving Jewish Awareness Ministries, we left on good terms, but we lost some support because we were no longer with that board. Mm -hmm. We also lost some support because um, you're talking to people digitally and you need to talk to them face-to-face -face in real life, you know, in person, or else it doesn't count as a gospel interaction, which I don't believe is true at all. But some people don't catch that, uh, that sure. vision. Um, but we've also gained some support since this transition. So um, basically on paper, we're at about 60 to 70% of our regular committed monthly support. Mm -hmm. Now, people have given one-time gifts and God has amazingly provided to where um, we've been almost where we need to be as far as 100%, even though our regular committed support is like 60 to 70%. Um, so that up and down, and there's seasons of those things. Um, and if people want to give, if they want to give toward our ministry, we're with Central Missionary Clearinghouse as far as the financial side uh, of our support. Uh, we're supported solely by churches and individuals who would then send that to Central Missionary House, and then we get one monthly direct deposit from those uh, donations that have come in from churches and individuals. And so if, if you would like to give through that, you can go to our website, postingthegospel.com. And on that website, we also have a donate page, postingthegospel.com slash donate. And you can give on that page through our mission board and it's tax deductible. Um, if you'd rather give directly to us, there's also a link on there um, to do that as well. And so um, we're, we're very grateful for, we're, we're able to do what we're doing because people are, are giving, so. Terrific. Excellent. Thanks for that. And we'll include those links uh, in this podcast as well. So you're looking to have additional meetings and at churches and, and to present the ministry. And uh, how do you go about doing that? Are you just following up on the leads that you have or other people recommending? Or Yes. So when I first started with uh, missions like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, it was all cold calls and having a mailing list and just calling churches and calling churches and calling churches. And out of 100 churches, I might get to talk to a person at three of those, and maybe one of those would um, be a prospect for a meeting. So it was really an inefficient use of time. And I found over the 10 years that we were involved in, 
in, in, in missions, and we still are, um, that the most efficient way is through connecting with people. Um, and now that we live in a world where there's all these connections online with, with ministry and groups and pastors, um, that seems to be the best way to do it. So I'm just trying to follow up with whatever contacts we have mm -hmm. and uh, be able to schedule those meetings as we're, as we're able to. Got it. Excellent. Uh, what advice would you mm -hmm. give to those churches, those pastors that have an online ministry now, and uh, they'd like to have mm -hmm. a greater impact, just not sure about how to, to go about doing that. Is that something you can step in and help them with or, or some suggestions that you'd have for them? Because, you know, you hear it like I hear it. Many of them had to go online from 2020 with the, yes. the pandemic. And now they uh, they're finding they got connections in South Africa as well and other places. Yes. So I've had uh, a couple of meetings where it's a workshop for me to share with them what I do and how they can do it. And part of what we feel the Lord has called us to do in this ministry is not only uh, doing it ourselves, but also replicating it as much as we can and helping others to uh, have the same type of outreach, whether they're a pastor, evangelist, or a layperson in the church. And so I've had some uh, virtual meetings, uh, like a Zoom meeting, uh, mm -hmm. basically giving that that advice and that counsel and, and, and mm -hmm. how to do that. As far as what I would suggest in kind of a short form uh, idea is that if they're not on TikTok, and that seems kind of weird because TikTok is largely looked at as, you know, young people dancing and, 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 and doing stupid stuff. <laughs> you either got to cook something because, or you got to dance. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but because of the way that it gives you organic reach, meaning you don't have to pay a thing. I haven't paid a dime. And it automatically is, you know, you get so much more viewership as well as uh, Instagram has a feature called Instagram Reels, which mm -hmm. is built within Instagram that functions the same way. If you're not on either one of those as a church or as an evangelist or a lay person, I would suggest doing that. And if you want to, you say you want to have more reach locally to your area, mm -hmm. to your demographic, and you find yourself as a church, you can use local hashtags to be able to generate viewership locally. Like, for instance, I'm in North Carolina. If I wanted to generate local viewership, I could use hashtag Raleigh, hashtag North Carolina, hashtag NC check. There's things like that that happen. Hashtag um, Benson. That, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so that will you'll still get, a, you know, a worldwide viewership potentially, but you will kind of have a narrowed down um, uh, audience based on the hashtags that you use. And so if you want to have a local outreach uh, digitally, you can do it that way. Well, you know, you said something very intriguing, and I, I want to repeat it because I, I sense that it would be very helpful for, for churches that desire to grow uh, in this particular way. You offer workshops that you do, I guess you'll physically go on site when it's, you know, feasible for you to do that, but you also do Zoom meetings. Uh, do you have something pre-recorded that you put on a YouTube channel that, um, you know, the local media team in a church, be it one person or it may be a, a group of volunteers to do that, that they can, uh, you know, get a hold of and view it anytime uh, at their, you know, timetable that would help them kind of walk through some things to get that started? Or is that not something you're, you're there yet? Sure, sure. So that's interesting that you mentioned that because tomorrow... I'm going to be trying to record that video, and Terrific. so Terrific. Um, and having and having it publicly available um, to um, basically educate and 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 show and walk through these things, how I mm -hmm. do what I do, and how they can do the same thing. 
Excellent. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to wrap it up here because we're going to put the links in here. I think people should get in contact with you to learn more about your ministry and uh, how you can certainly help them. And I know that you can. Tell us your greatest need right now that we can be praying about, Dan, and then uh, we'll call mm. it a wrap on this particular recording. Honestly, um, right now, my greatest need, and this seems like a trite expression, but uh, as the fruit has come in from the things that we've done, mm-hmm. We've had so much just Satan trying to discourage us, drag us down. Um, my wife has had all kinds of health issues uh, and uh, nerve pain and different things that are kind of um, undiagnosed at this point. Mm. And so just pray for us, pray for encouragement, um, pray for God's provision and um, that the different things that, that Satan is trying to bring our way to detract us from what we're doing, um, that, that God would you know, put a hedge of protection around us from those things and that we'd be able to just press forward in what we're doing. Um, that's basically what I, would, what I would ask for. Excellent. Well, audience, you heard that and you know how to pray more specifically for Dan and Lois now. I'll pray with them after we stop this recording, but uh, I wanted them to hear that and hear what that greatest need was. Uh, Dan, mm-hmm. outstanding. Thank you so much for what you're doing. We really appreciate how you're serving and how God has uh, put this in your heart. He's equipped you and uh, for such a time as this. And uh, sounds mm-hmm. like he's using it in terrific ways. And uh, we'll pray that this broadcast goes out and impacts exactly who needs to hear it. that will be in contact with you about support or how you might help them uh, improve their online gospel ministry as well. Thanks so much for being with us today, Dan. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on R3 Ministry Network. Our passion is to minister to ministers. We don't just want you to stay the course. We want you to enjoy the journey. Check us out on the website at r3ministrynetwork.org or on social at Facebook and Instagram or subscribe to the newsletter info at r 3 Ministry network.org. Be sure to check out our sponsors for today's episode. And I also want to thank Bryce Hersey for the recordings of today's bumper music and then Bryce Hamilton for producing, editing, and doing all things needed for successful podcasts. We are grateful for all the ones that help us with this. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe, share, comment, and spread the news about R3 Ministry Network. Our heart is to be the help that you need to stay the course in ministry. God bless you. Thank you.